Hi, Maggie. Well, hello, Freya. Welcome. Thank you. Lovely to hear your voice, as always. <laughs> so, what's new? What's new? What are you well, noticing? Yeah. Aside from feeling um, a little bit scattered today, I've, I've had moments of needing to check back in and, and just do some grounding mm -hmm. because just there's been a lot going on today. Um, I think the thing that has is like really wanting to be um, met today is is around my intimate relationship. Okay. There was a there was a little incident that happened a couple a couple days ago that I would love to maybe just support myself better in when those kinds of things appear. Okay. Um I was I guess there I have I have a certain um, innocent habit which and sometimes are like things that we might do can be perceived as hurtful or cause a reaction in others mm -hmm. and even though it, it feels innocent to me I am definitely more aware of it so I try to um, <clears throat> to not do it um, so it, it's a silly thing like sometimes when I'm talking to Rick, my family, people that I'm very, very close with mm -hmm. and we'll just be on the phone and for example, Rick was right in front of me uh, in the car. He was just pulling up and I was just talking to him um, as he was driving and then we were going to get in the car together and then I, I would just say, okay I see you so I'll just I'll talk to you in a sec and then I don't say the word bye or I don't say bye but I hang up mm -hmm. <clears throat> and for Rick it it that feels like a hurtful behavior and he's asked me can you make sure you say bye before you just hang up the phone mm -hmm. and it's been a very innocent thing with my family like we all do it and it doesn't mean anything but it, and it's not like a particularly great thing, um, mm -hmm. but it's just discomfort. Um, so he, he's asked me not to do that. So I'm definitely more aware of it. Um, but it happened a couple of days ago. While, and as soon as I hung up, my thumb, it like I just knew. And I was like, oh, no. So I thought as soon as I walk up to him, like literally 10 steps away from me, I'm going to tell him I'm sorry. I realized just as I hung up, I did that thing. And he had already, before I could do that, got upset and said, you did that thing. And, mm -hmm. and I was like, I know. And me saying that, he felt dismissed. Um, and I apologized right away, but it didn't seem to be enough okay so we let a, we were spending the evening together doing a few things and we ended up at the beach because we took our dog there and at that point it had been an hour and a half or maybe two hours since that moment and I could I was aware that he was still holding on 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that is, it, it feels really frustrating for me because I, I've apologized, I acknowledged it, I felt bad about it, but we weren't able to be present with each other because he was still holding it and making it mean something. And then I guess he was still upset. Okay, uh, so right yeah. here, right here. Yeah. So in this moment where you can see, sense, feel that he's still holding on. Yeah. This is your opportunity. This is yeah. your opportunity to shift. Now, you, you don't, if, if something, I mean, if you're being as honest as you can be with yourself and this really was not deliberate and there's a certain innocence about it, then trust that. And you slipping into feeling badly or wanting to, you know, somehow make it right that that just feeds it okay you've got to stay in this place of clarity where you know it was unconscious you know i mean the minute he called you out on it you did that thing you said i know yeah so you acknowledged it you met him there now you're he's been triggered so you hold the high watch because you've you're awake to the trigger. You're awake to what it is that is happening. You can see it. Your work is to not slip into feeling badly, is to not slip into overcompensating. Your work is to realize that, oh, I get to love him anyway, even if he's going to hold on, even if he's working through, and we don't know what this is like from his perspective. We're seeing this from your perspective now, okay? Mm-hmm. So we don't know what this is like for him, but regardless of what's going on in his perceptual field, you can only ever manage your own. So regardless of how badly another might behave, and I'm not saying he's behaving badly, but regardless of what's in front of you, you're accountable to you. Yes. And if someone's been triggered, the last thing they want to hear is, oh, I can see that you've been triggered or right. Because they're, they're in it. So if you can hold the high watch and not overcompensate and not go into feeling badly and not feel like, oh my God, here we are. You can't be present with me. Because then that spirals into something else. You have the opportunity to love them anyway. Even if he's holding on, love him anyway. Be on the beach with the dog, with the man, love him anyway. You get to be frustrated. Okay, you're frustrated. You're hanging on. Okay, I love you anyway. Now, he, I, I don't know Rick's response, but somebody might say to that, um, you know, you're dismissing me. You don't care. You can never answer another's accusations accurately. Have you noticed that? If somebody Do you mind is... saying that again? I'm trying to follow. <laughs> <laughs> you can never. I forgot what I said. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to go back and listen. 
Um, <laughs> Thankfully, you, it's been recorded. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't answer another's accusations accurately or in a way that they will accept them when they're in that triggered mode. It does not matter right. what you do or don't do. Right. Okay. So it's like, okay, you, you called yourself out. You acknowledged, I know, I'm sorry. And that's it. You hold your space. Yes. You so that's what I, your space. Yeah. That's what I did. Okay. And, and I didn't go into the feeling badly about it. I Good. acknowledged it. I apologized, which to me felt like I'm not dismissing you. I, mm -hmm. I know, you know, this and I, and I apologize. I said, I'm sorry. And then I wanted to also lend him space to, to, cause that's, I know he mm -hmm. needs that. But I, I went about with, being present in what we were doing and then two hours later I like I figured like I was very aware that he was still not he was still in his trigger and mm -hmm. I didn't feel bad about it again at that point I got frustrated because I felt like I've already apologized <laughs> I already acknowledged it yes what do you what else do you like what else can I do I can't but that's I you like that's yes. you being triggered yes it's like oh my god what do i need to do to get you to let go of this yeah do you see that and like you said there's nothing that i can do because it's yeah. probably for them to sit with that it's none of your business yeah right triggers are gifts but they're gifts that we don't get to share it's like you get to hold the gift and be with the gift and open the gift and see what the gift has brought for you, but it's not something you get to share. So there's a part of you wanting him to be different than he is in yeah. that moment, rather than holding the high watch and loving him anyway. Holding yeah. the high watch and loving him anyway. It's like, he gets to feel whatever he needs to feel. He gets to work through whatever he needs to work through. He gets to, right? That's what it needs to be in this agreement called a couple. And what if you feel off of the other person that they're really looking to you to, to fix this? Like there was almost a feeling for me of he is waiting for me to say I I need to change my behavior or or something even though I've already done that I've said I'm going to be aware of it and I'm because I know that it it doesn't feel good to you when I when that happens when I do that so there was almost there was this there was this thing about mm -hmm. it was it was triggering him more that I was just being in the moment mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was the, that was the gnarly part for me. Well, that's because that's where you hold on. Yeah. <laughs> what did, what did you just see? I, I can see that, that I hold on in that part. And it felt like there was an expectation on me that didn't feel like it was mine. Well, was and that may or may not be true, but I don't, we can't speak for Rick in this space, 
But what we can say to you is that you only ever experience your own energy. Mm -hmm. I really let that sink in. It's like to be fully empowered, you need to be able to operate in your life from this place of I'm only ever in my own consciousness. I'm generating my own experience here. And if I'm feeling like there's an expectation on me, how am I doing this to myself? You've got to bring it home. You've got to reflex into it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're in a position of needing him to be different than he is so that you can feel better. Right. And this is what we call relationship. Okay. Cycle. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, could you just do this so that I can feel better? Well, I need you to do this so that I can feel better. <laughs> yeah. Right. Rather than acknowledging that you're both free beings, you're both free creators in your own consciousness, in your own perceptual field. And you have the wherewithal, you have the tools to shift your experience. You don't need the other person to show up differently in order for you to feel better. Now, what do you see? I want to tattoo that on my head. (laughs) 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 Really good reminder. And it's truth. Don't need the other person to make you feel better. So here's an attunement. I share these attunements. They come from Paul Selig, who channels these wonderful teachers that he calls the guides. And these attunements are like, if you think each one of us is, uh, we're broadcasting a frequency, whether we're aware of it or not. Okay. Uh And we can channel into we can turn it we can channel we can tune into a channel that will play us so in these moments one of the attunements that i use is the truth is here i am in truth i am known in truth i am knowing in truth like you're claiming the truth because you're lost in this illusion. You've been caught in the illusion of this thing we're calling the relationship. Mm -hmm. You want to come back into truth. And when you work with that attunement, you'll, you'll start to feel it in your body. Okay. And it's always opportunity, always opportunity to clear your field of some kind of disturbance or distortion in the way that you're seeing things and in the way that you're being seen. So when you call out truth, it's like, wait a minute, truth is here. And I know I am known in the truth and I know in the truth. So I'm claiming that now. And then from that place, it's like, what do I see? Oh, I see my beloved. Can I hold that vision clearly? Can I hold myself clearly? Now, is this making sense to you? Is this resonating with you? Yes. What's coming up? Um, 
It's hard to articulate it, but I feel the feeling of it. Um, See, the stickiness here for you was that I've done what I was asked to do and there's still another expectation on me and I don't know what I can do to make this better. It's like this disempowering place of it doesn't matter what I do, you're going to hold on. Yep. Right? It is disempowering, yes. It's completely disempowering. But it's you that has given your power to this. You've, there's a big energy leak. You've yes. lost your power to this. So by calling in truth, it's like, wait a minute, the truth is here, right? It's a reminder to come back to the truth, come back to your power, call your spirit back. Because that place that you're in that's so sticky, that doesn't feel very good. No. And that's your emotional guidance system saying you've lost your alignment. You've yes. outsourced it to him. If he could just whatever, then I'll feel better and I'll be able to restore my alignment. Your work as a conscious, empowered woman is to claim your alignment regardless of the circumstance or the situation. So regardless yeah. of what judgment is coming to you, regardless of what you're saying, because if you own it as your energy. It's like, wow, I'm only ever experiencing my own consciousness, my own state of being. So how do I clean this up? How do I get back into alignment with my wise woman self? We have to stop using the relationship as an excuse to be out of alignment. Mm -hmm. I know we're not doing it consciously, but that's what we're doing. That makes sense to you? Yeah, I, can I really feel, see it. Yeah, I can feel you feeling it. And sometimes it's, you know, as I'm talking about it, I don't know that it's, you know, these are pointers. The language is so limiting, but I can feel that you're feeling it. You're tracking, I'm tracking you feeling it. Yeah, because there's that moment of lucidity that I will have. Mm -hmm. And then that's the, that's the important moment to not sabotage ah. and, and go into yeah. misalignment. Yeah. It's, it's a similar version to when your partner is just feeling down and out or grumpy and you know, you get, it's hard to be in that space for some people, for yeah. me. Yeah. And I've, I'm learning more and more to like be able to hold space and not have my energy dip because of that. Yes. Because if, and I've heard women say this, well, I'm empathic. And if he's in a mood and I come home, then it takes my mood down. No. If you can yeah. hold your alignment, if you can hold the truth of who you are, it doesn't matter what's in your circumstance or situation is what you make it mean that yeah. then shifts your energy we have a lot more power than we give ourselves credit well we always have power it's how much of it can we hold yeah okay i think it's dr joe who says dr joe dispenza who defines empowerment i think i could be making this up <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's 
being able to maintain your internal environment, chemically, um, physically, mentally, emotionally, to maintain your internal environment regardless of the circumstances or right. situation that you're facing. Hmm. That that's alignment or that's empowerment. And that's what we're up to here. It's like, how much light can you hold? How much power can you hold in the face of what you might call, um, you know, somebody's down or somebody's expecting something from me? These are just ideas anyway. If you're mm -hmm. feeling them, then it's an opportunity for you to clear that out of your field so that you can hold your light. Yes. 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 So what comes up now? Um, just letting go of some sadness that I had around the spiral that we got into after that. Yeah. And it had me doubting whether I'm, you know, a good enough partner or that if I'm ever going to make him happy. It, it was just a downward spiral that lasted, you know, a whole other day after that. But we know this spiral. This isn't new, right? No. Just no. let's acknowledge that. This is it's like, oh, yeah, we went down that rabbit hole. Yeah. It's always there. And it's always willing to, you know, welcome you <laughs> to travel down it. Yeah. So doesn't that bring you comfort knowing that, oh, yeah that place, that place that I go to, that, you know, I hear in my head, oh, I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never going to get this right. Like, isn't that evidence enough that you're in your own state of being? Mm. It's like, that's where I went. Oh, yeah, I've done that before. <laughs> it's really, really, really good to know these things about yourself. Because then you can choose differently. You can get to the place where you're like, yeah, not going down that road, come hell or high water. I'm just not going down that road. I love myself so, so clearly and I can hold my light so um, efficiently and effectively that I'm not going down that road. So what's the sadness? that you went down that road. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's okay. It was an experience. It's okay. You get to have these encounters. You get to choose how you show up in these encounters and you learn. So let's harvest the learning. What have you learned through this? Because it's been a while since you went down that, that rabbit hole. Do rabbits actually make holes or do we just say that? <laughs> <laughs> that rabbit hole. Hmm. I made it Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. What's the sadness say to you? Oh, the sadness is I'm never going to be good enough or I'm never going to get this right. Isn't that what you just said to me? Yeah. And there's an air of... Um you know, that I let myself down. Yeah. By letting myself go in the rabbit hole. Yeah. 
So um, relieve yourself yeah. of that. It's okay. It's my rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. If I choose to tumble down it, then I gave my experience of the rabbit hole. I gave, I gave myself the experience of the rabbit hole again. It's okay. I'm getting better that's at this. A, hmm? That's a really loving way to, to frame that. Yeah. It's okay. Nothing's gone wrong. We know this dynamic. You've got great awareness around this. We all slip. We all go unconscious. In fact, it seems we live 95% of the time unconsciously. So we have to lighten up with ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's earth school. You get to learn through these moments. And as you learn, you're actually, Carolyn Mace would say, you're, you know, every time you choose differently, you're, you're giving yourself an injection of self-esteem. It's like you're building your capacity to hold the light that you truly yeah. are. And, and that's and that, the journey. Yep. Yes. That feels like the journey I'm on right now is being very intentional on building my self-esteem. So building self-esteem, another way that we could say that is that you're building your circuitry so that you can hold more light, so that you can hold more power. That's yeah. what it truly means to become a fully empowered woman. You can hold the light of your true self, of your wise woman self. Yeah. So you are building your capacity you're building your circuitry and i feel like i'm doing it because i'm noticing um i'm noticing shifts in well i shifts in myself for sure but also because i can hold that capacity more mm -hmm. as i keep practicing it um other people uh are you know coming to me to be witnessed or be held hmm. more and with what does big that things. yes yeah. with big things so what does that feel like for you humbling yeah um i it feels um, a little bit of a, uh, I guess it, it feels energizing. Like I can, I can hold that space. It doesn't feel depleting yeah. unless I haven't taken care of myself very well that yeah. day or time. But yeah. Well, true power emanates from humility. It's something that you, you start to sense and access and hold and then you realize that just by being you, you're somehow being in service to those around you. And that's deeply humbling. Mm -hmm. So the fact that that was your response to my question tells me that there's, there's really a shift that's occurring here. Trust it. Trust this process that you're in. And part of becoming a fully empowered woman is acknowledging 
realizing and overcoming the ways that you would beat yourself up when you do something that you would judge as wrong or some way that, you know, you, you didn't handle things as elegantly as you wished you would have. That mm -hmm. sadness that you referenced earlier. It's like a function of empowerment is when you realize you're no longer harder on yourself than anybody else has been. Because we can be really hard on ourselves. Yes, we can. Yeah. Well, we are only as loving and as kind and as empowered with others um, as we are within ourselves. It starts within us. Mm -hmm. So this is the true work. So how do you feel about that? Uh, I feel good. <laughs> like I'm on the right path. You are. You are. It's a noble undertaking. So now when you reflect back on that encounter with Rick, can you bless it? Can you forgive yourself? Can you release any emotional tether that may still be there yes and what comes up it. anything yep no it feels it feels like it's released yeah it feels clear we're done with that yeah yes very good so there's no energetic bond or bind. These things that we create together can bind us. And as we become more empowered, we, we're able to release those binds and live as the free creators that we truly are. In love, in companionship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good work, Thanks, Freya. Maggie. Oh. Did we get there? Is there anything else that's floating in your field? We transmuted that. It, yeah, no, it feels really good. Good woman. Keep up the good work, okay? Yeah, thank you. Steady on. <laughs> so remember this attunement. The truth is here because the truth is always here. It's always a frequency that we can access. We just have to dial into it. So by stating the truth is here, you're claiming it. The mm. truth is here. I am known in truth. I know in truth. It's a powerful attunement, okay? Mm -hmm. Be true. Remember that. Yeah. Good work. Well done. Thank you. You're welcome. Until next time. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Until next we speak. Peace out. Have a good rest of your week. Oh, thank you, Freya. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.